Welcome to episode 037 on One Work Mama. Why it's okay when you can't see what's ahead of you. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Beautiful one, just a reminder that my next Sacred Women's Circle is held this February the 1st at 1pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. We're down here at Kuji. This is a really powerful workshop because we'll be talking a lot about coming into alignment, the inner attunement and the transformation that you need to embody and how we do that by nourishing our nervous system by aligning our vibration, by actually coming into attunement with what we want through our body first. So please head over to the show notes, jump on to the link and purchase your ticket to come along this weekend, Saturday the 1st of February, 1pm. I can't wait to meet you in person and to share Circle with you. This is for all women, mamas or not. It would be an honor to be in Circle with you. Good morning, beautiful ones, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever it is that you're tuning in. I am recording episode 037 on my last day of being 37. By the time you listen to this, it will be my 38th birthday, which is really, really exciting. There's something about the number 38 that I'm really feeling into this year. 37, the number just felt a little bit, eh, you know, 38, 8 is, 8 plus 3, sorry, is 11, it's an 11 number for me, and I don't know, that just feels really awesome, but it's had me, of course, reflecting, because as it does every year, my birthday lands at the same time as the first new moon for the year, it lands at Chinese New Year, and it's a change of year for me. It's also when Australia Day is, but I don't celebrate Australia Day with my family anymore because it is not a day that honours the truth of what has unfolded for our Aboriginal people here in Australia. But it is a pivotal time of year. So of course I've been doing my new moon intentions and my reflections and just sitting in the powerful brilliant energy that is the Aquarius energy. Of course, I'm biased. I'm an Aquarian. I'm a triple Aquarian, if you didn't know that. So my sun, moon and rising are all in Aquarius. But in this reflection process, not only have I been setting intentions, but I've been reflecting back on where I was at 10 years ago. So 2010, I was 28 and it was a massively pivotal year for me. I was in my yoga teacher training and I was following 
breadcrumbs. Little breadcrumbs that have been laid along the way. And I'd finally got out of my own way and was doing what really felt right, even though I had no idea what I was doing. And that's kind of where I want to take you today, because today's episode is about why it's totally okay when you can't see what's ahead of you and you can't see what's going on. And this is a theme that comes up for me a lot in my life, and it's taken me a long time to understand that it's actually perfect. It's so perfect when I don't know what is coming next. Uh, and what I, I can't see is actually exactly what I need and what I've been waiting for and learning how to sit in that space of transition and that space in between and really honoring that. So if I go back a second and take you back to 2010, I had spent a few years before that in what I would call my Saturn Returns, deep in confusion, lacking clarity, feeling so much unrest and confusion about my life, who I was, where I was going. In true form, when we are reaching a massive shift within ourselves, energetically, emotionally, spiritually, and of course, how that manifests into our, our literal reality, our physical world. True to that form, I was in a dismantling process. I had to end relationships. I had to reassess who I was, who I was living with, what I wanted to do. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. There's even one month that I remember uh, everybody at my work, actually back when I worked in PR, referred to this same month in the same way. We called it Dark July. And I remember because it was this pinnacle point of depression and darkness and shadow and just feeling so sad and lost for so long. And at this point in time, uh, it was a few months after a friend had committed suicide. I had had to leave another rental situation and I'd moved back home. My parents were away overseas and I was alone in my family home, which had obviously lots of memories in it. And I remember being this hermit, just locked away in this darkness for a while, just going through the motions and going to work and just praying and calling out to God for a shift. And I remember a friend showed up at my door and she said, let's go for a walk. And I'll never forget the moment because we went for a walk all the way up to the top of the cliffs overlooking the ocean here at Coogee. And there was literally a massive cloud over my head. <clears throat> but as I reached the top of this cliff, I felt this huge shift. I felt this, this load lighten in my heart. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. It felt almost uh, angelic and guided and supported. And I remember just thinking, ah. <sighs> I'm okay, something's coming. Not long after that, I moved in to what myself and my girlfriends referred to as the house of love with two of my best friends. A beautiful woman called Emma, who I've interviewed before from Bar Body and one of my dear high school friends, Monique. And we had the most incredible experience living in this beautiful house in Bondi Beach and just being young and free. And it was in this house that I had an epiphany moment straightening my hair and I remember turning to my friend and saying I know I'm supposed to do something in health or in wellness or in supporting other people to move through the transitions to move through their darkness and their hard times to come out the other end I don't know what it looks like yet and I don't know how to do this but I know I'm getting closer to it and it was sometime in all of this 
Saturn returns period that I was doing my usual bitching and moaning to my brother and talking about how I felt so lost and confused about what I was doing and where I was going. And he said, Claire, just pick something, study something, do something, follow a feeling, don't think about it too hard or for too long or wonder what it's going to lead to or if it's the right decision, just do something. And if it's not right, start again. And for somebody who had been a little bundle of anxiety and strung out and unsure of the future and in a state of uncertainty for most of her life, this was a revelation. And it was a massive turning point for me. And I did exactly what he said. I enrolled to yoga teacher training. I had been a student of yoga and deep in it for a good four years, I think, by that point, and obsessed with it, and obsessed with how much it had changed me, opened up my heart, quietened my mind, grounded my body, strengthened my body, created flexibility within my body, but also within my mind, connected me to my breath, which quietened and nourished my nervous system, my adrenals. So for me, yoga teacher training didn't make sense. It was like, who dare I to be a yoga teacher? I don't even know how to stand up in front of people and teach or guide what is this about? But nonetheless, I am going to follow it anyway. And I did it. And it was the most transformative year and a half ever. And I did it all whilst living in this beautiful house of love with my beautiful partner, who is now my husband, and just loving life and following breadcrumbs. So what I'm trying to show you so far is back then, 10 years ago, I didn't actually know specifically where I was going and what I was doing. But I had allowed this dismantling of self to happen. I fought it and resisted it in many, many moments, but I also just had to be with it. I had to be with the shadow and the the breaking of self. Because in order to flourish in the new being that you are supposed to be, there has to be a stripping back. There has to be a cocoon of change. We look to nature for how these things happen. We look to the caterpillar for how it enters that cocoon. It literally turns to goo before it reforms into a beautiful butterfly. I know it's cliche, but guys, but it's legit. This is how it works. We go through these radical identity shifts at different points of our life. And this is one of the big ones for me back in my late 20s before I became a mother. And I kept following these breadcrumbs. In the middle of my yoga teacher training, I realized that teaching yoga was going to be a huge passion of mine, but it wasn't the only component. And this was an indication for me back then in those very early days that I was never going to be the kind of person with one single passion, that I was multi-layered, multicolored, very diverse, and I had two polar aspects of my personality, this very intuitive, wisdom-filled individual and this very intellectual, logical, analytical, bright-minded person. And those two elements were coming together and also pushing me apart. So I started to explore wellness and I started to study to become a life and wellness coach and a health coach. And it's in that study that the possibility of creating a huge change in my life, back then it was definitely my career first and foremost that needed to change I'd already changed relationships and friendships where I was living how I was holding myself what I prioritized I went from being obsessed with how I looked outside of myself my hair always being perfect and my makeup perfect to throwing my hair up in a bun and only wearing flat shoes because it affected how 
my body felt in yoga. So there was this huge shift that was happening. And here I was now embarking on the possibility of creating a change in my career. And the seed was planted. It was a few months later when I started to talk to my boss about needing some space within my week to further my studies. And he he knew what was coming and he was an incredible man. Shout out to Ian Thomas, who changed my life by introducing yoga to me in the first place, but then also holding space for me to dive in further. And he gave me a day, a morning off every week so that I could attend to my studies and my yoga and to work late. And it's these little signs, moments of support that showed me that I was on the right path and to keep going and to keep going and to keep going. So it came to no surprise to everybody in my life, my family, my colleagues, that I made a huge change and left the public relations and marketing industry and started my own business for myself. And I had been doing work with clients for quite some months before I fully transitioned out of my full-time job. But once I was finally there and I'd done the work to convince my partner that this was the right thing to do, Once I was there, it was real and it felt so aligned and so good. And I'm reflecting on all of this because I wish I could show you how confused and lost I was for so many years before I got to this point, before I got to that point of alignment and inner attunement and external reality reflecting what my heart and soul wanted. I wish I could show you and I want you to see that because for many of us now in motherhood, Even before we give birth, this dismantling of self as the maiden begins. And it continues into the early years of motherhood and even for 10, 20 years into it. This is what we call matrescence. I highly recommend you flick back a few episodes and sit with the interview I did with Amy Taylor-Kabaz all on matrescence. Matrescence is this transition from maiden to mother. Just as we transition from child to adult through adolescence, this is what matrescence is. It is a radical identity shift that a woman goes through as she becomes a mother. Those are Amy's Amy's words. And it is the forgotten transition of womanhood. But it's in that transition that I want to talk to you guys about because you have to be stripped bare, just as I was 10 years ago. You have to be willing to let layers of yourself be peeled back and possibly discarded how you used to look in your body, what you used to think about, what you used to care about. I never used to give two hoots about what was going on in the political landscape, in climate change, in the health and well-being of Mother Earth and what really matters for my children in their society and in their culture. But these things matter to me now. I didn't pay attention to my body and my well-being in the same way that I do now. I didn't pay attention to the deep shadow work and the conscious parenting work that I do now. There's been so many changes and there's been so many uncomfortable moments of having to look at my wounds in the mirror and watch my triggers and be willing to peel back more of who I thought I was before even receiving the next download or the next iteration or the next piece of myself. So when I dial back 10 years ago and I can see how much awesomeness began in 20, sorry, 2010 when I was 28 and then to look at myself now at almost 38 and to realize 
I have also been in this deep transition, this dismantling of self, this stripping back of me through motherhood over the last five years of motherhood. And I can feel and see that there is a big shift coming again. But it's not this big cataclysmic moment where a bomb is dropped and I go, oh, wow, that's it. And everything instantly changes. No, it's the breadcrumbs of change, the little threads to follow and pull at to unravel self, but also to be guided back to the new self, the new Claire, the new purpose, the new career, the new way of being in the world. It's big. And I'm 38 and I'm two years away from 40 and I'm not on the other side of this transition yet, but I'm really embracing in a way that I didn't more than 10 years ago, how beautiful and special and more than okay it is to be in this space of transition. Because it's just so epic on the other side of this is something you probably can't even imagine. Something that five years ago, I probably wouldn't even be able to put words to it. Five years ago, I didn't even know what somatic therapy was. I didn't even understand what embodiment meant. I didn't even understand core wounds or inner child work or triggers that rise through motherhood there to heal you and to support you and also to help you be more of a conscious parent guiding your beautiful, beloved starseeds. I didn't even have that language. I didn't even understand it. I'm sure I could have intellectualized it if somebody presented it to me because that's what I'm really good at. But I don't, I don't think I would have understood it in my body like I understand it now. And then to be able to bring that into my work as I have been over the last couple of years and to be part of women as they transition themselves and step into their power through those shadows, that is just work I never thought I would be doing. And knowing that I'm taking it further and farther, I'm about to embark on more studies. I'm about to experience more change once we move. I'm about to enter a new phase as my children get a little older. I'm about to bring to life a website with a completely different Claire presented and work that has been slowly formulating and incubating for years now. This transition of matrescence is not over for me yet. But I feel something about 38 is like I'm hitting the peak of this mountain I've been climbing and I'm about to go free-falling, sliding down. Uh, how do I describe this feeling? I'm about to go into flow because there's been so much surrender and trust required through this incredible transition, this matrescence, this redefinition, this stripping back. And it's just so beautiful and also such a struggle sometimes, but gradually we get there. For some of us, this is a really daunting idea because we want to know and in knowing we feel like we're in control of our lives and we're safe and that certainty gives us direction. And I was one of those people, but now I see that this life is a game that we're supposed to play through and show up to all the different ideas or thoughts or directions or feelings or breadcrumbs along the way and for me learning how to be in a state of trust and surrender and just going with it 
that is a huge lesson for me, but a very powerful and special one. And I'm so grateful that I have been willing to go there. And don't get me wrong, even just three months ago, I had a huge hit the wall, needed to see a mentor, what the F is going on. Oh, that's right. Surrender and trust again. Oh, that's right. I'm fully supported. Oh, that's right. It's all coming soon. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes, I just need to wait because I've been going through a huge energetic, emotional, spiritual, physical upgrade for the last 10 years. So I'm not not in it. I am in it. And I still need reminders and I still need support. And that's why I'm doing this for you. That's why I'm sharing this story and this experience with you. Because especially in motherhood, it's not that easy to accept this transition, to accept the full stripping back of yourself. We think that we're going to have babies and we'll just go back to being who we were just with this beautiful child in tow. So for many of us, it's a huge shock when we go through this massive change. Even if you don't have the dark night of the soul or the shadow work, it's still a huge change. And that's that lack of certainty and control can be quite overwhelming and destabilizing. But I'm letting you know this because if you can open yourself to it and embrace it and remind yourself that it's okay that you don't know and you will eventually know so much more than you know now and you will have clearer direction and you will feel more in alignment and you will through inner attunement and embodying your transformation find your way as long as you stay in that surrender and trust, as long as you follow the breadcrumbs, as long as you throw caution to the wind every now and then and just be willing to show up day to day, to have the dark nights every now and then, to fall apart every now and then. When you do that and you know that you're supported by your angels and your guides, it is such a beautiful, special, spectacular moment when you look back and go, wow, I couldn't have written that. I couldn't have scripted that. I didn't realize I was co-creating with the universe the whole time. I could not have imagined this story, life and experience and the best bit to be able to say I'm grateful for every one of those struggles and challenges and dark moments because they shaped me and now I'm better equipped to be who I'm supposed to be in the world. I look at all the stories that I have through motherhood, the wild experience of Soleil's birth versus the completely unexpected story of Raphael's birth. I can now see both sides of birth. The trauma that I experienced and healing that trauma, I can now support other mothers and women through their trauma. The inner child wounds and the triggers and the subconscious patterns and the beliefs that I've had to face over and over, I am now more equipped to support other women and mothers through that. I've added on studies and certificates and education to back up my experiences. But all of that study all of that means nothing without having gone through it myself. I cannot tell you how many of my clients sit in front of me and say, I had to choose you, Claire, because I know that you've been there, that you've been in it. In fact, sometimes you're still in it. And I need that. I need that. I need that in conjunction with your wisdom. So every dark moment that I've had, every struggle, every stripping back that has been painful, I'm so grateful for it because it has led me to another deeper, more powerful level of woman that I am, of coach and mentor and leader and guider that I am, of mother and wife that I am. I am all that I am because of what I have been and done and gone through and experienced. I am the product of my past 
and I'm grateful for all of it. So when you can't see ahead and you're in the thick of transition, whether it's easygoing or not, I want you to remind yourself that it's okay, it's perfect, it's exactly where you're supposed to be. Still take action, still be inspired, still seek out answers and support and mentors. Follow the breadcrumbs. There might be something that pops up onto your Instagram that pulls at your heart, a mini course that you're supposed to do. You don't know what it's going to lead to or why. Who cares? Do it. There might be a workshop that you're invited to go along to. For example, my Sacred Women's Circle this weekend. You don't know why, but you feel to go to it. Go to it. It doesn't matter if you can't see which piece of the puzzle it is and if it is even part of the greater puzzle. Just follow. And then do the reflection work. Every now and then try to piece it together. Meditate. Be with your own breath and your body communicate, share, get a coach, get a healer. Then do nothing for a while and throw the towel in for all of your work and just cruise through life and have some fun and play and then start again. And I bet you every time you go through that cycle, you will stop and realize that you have another section of your puzzle sorted. (sighs) And the last thing I need to say here is do all of that without expectation, without expecting to sort your puzzle out. (laughs) because expectation can block so much of that flow it's the exact opposite to that letting go and that trust and that surrender so by the time you listen to this I'm a 38 year old woman I'm not a girl I am a woman who has stepped further and further into her power into her knowledge into her wisdom into her growth and I freaking love who I am today and I'm so grateful that I get to be in your ears and share something from my journey that maybe resonates with you. Something from my body of work, my genius zone that resonates with you. And know that I have done the work and will continue to do the work over and over and over to show up in this world and to you as fully fleshed out as I possibly can. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me for our 37th episode on my 38th birthday in the year 2020 on the new moon of Aquarius in the Chinese new year of the metal rat. Powerful, huh? Or maybe not. Whatever jives with you. It's all good. (laughs) So I'm going to leave that with you. I would love love, love to hear your thoughts on this. And I've decided to do a little bonus gift to anybody that heads over to iTunes and leaves me a review. I'm going to send you a three meditation pack. Yep, that's right. I've borrowed this idea from a few other podcasts that I've heard and I've heard that went, gosh, that's a great idea. Why? Because I'd love to gift you, but also As you leave a review for me, you support my podcast to be out there in the world in the ears of more women and mamas, and you support me to keep going with the work that I'm doing. So that would be an awesome birthday gift for me. If you could head over to iTunes today and leave me your five-star review and feedback, and then shoot me an email, claire at claireobeyed.com, with a screenshot 
of your review and I will send you a three meditation bundle for free. My birthday gift to you. Thank you to the divine podcasters out there that have done this idea and allowed me to copy you, right? We all copy each other in some way, shape or form and I'm happy to admit that. Thank you, thank you. Please, beautiful ones, that would be an awesome birthday gift for me. I want this year in my work and my business to explode and to hear more women, sorry, to reach more women and so they can hear me and we can connect and share and grow together. Because I am just one mama on the path to work and I truly, deeply hope that you choose to wake up with me too. I love you. Ciao.